Welcome to Porg Chatter. My name's Sorancho. I'm your host, as usual. It's the world's only podcast. All about the Porgs from The Last Jedi. It's the world's only podcast that I'm already sick of doing. <laughs> We're at episode three. With me, as always, my beautiful co-host. Say hi. Hey, I- Actually, we're in episode four. Oh shit! Is this really episode four? Yeah, you sound you sound like you don't want to do this. I'm upset at today's topic. Okay. We'll get to that in a moment. We'll get to that soon. Uh, but first things first, we have our first piece of fan mail from Porg Chatter here. It's from Chris Porg. <laughs> Sorry if you want to remain anonymous, uh, but I'm gonna open it right now. Get that ASMR. Opening right there. You seen any of those ASMR videos? It doesn't work on me. I I'm following this one account now on Instagram called Sandtagious. I don't know what it is, but it's just people cutting wet blocks of sand, and it sounds real good. It makes this real like noise. Um, do do you mind if I uh, uh Zwick? If you if you could maybe put in some of those sounds right now, just so people can kind of hear it. Oh, sorry to interrupt. That's okay. And now we're taking some ASMR for you, everybody watching. I'm gonna gently take the tape off of the styrofoam, <laughs> and oh. Its wings are intact. The stereo. Look at it. Describe what I'm holding. Holy moly. Um, she is holding a 3D printed pork. Oh my god, it's so cute. It doesn't have pupils, but it's still very cute. How did he do that? How do you get the little tongue? Look at the little tongue. There's a tongue inside the mouth. Yes. Would it be fair to say that this pork is making the expression and also its wings are slightly akimbo it it looks to me like this pork is witnessing chewbacca eating roast about to eat roast pork is that true i think it's either that or it's the pork you know when they're on the starship and the pork is like what which time the first time when he jumps on the dash and screams and chewbacca pushes him away oh i love that well that's when chewbacca roars and then the pork roars yes that's pretty good Welcome to ASMR cast. We're gonna do this tape one more time. Ready? Money Thank you very much, Chris. I love it. I'm gonna name it. I haven't thought of a name yet, but I love it. You wanna try coming with them on now? Yeah. Ready? Um, diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> okay. Uh, is there any particular reason why you suggested that name? Because I have a I have a diet Dr. Pepper about three feet away from me. Okay. I mean, it's your pork. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to tell you what to do with your pork. The note says it's for both of us. Oh, really? Enjoy your plastic pork. Fuck Maddox. Oh wow! Is what the note says. <laughs> Agree on both accounts. I love this pork. He just blocked me from Twitter last week. Not. Not a week after. I. Go on. I put everything on the line. I put it all on the line, Asterios. 
and complimented his Twitter. I didn't I fucking say, didn't I fucking say that I like his tweets? I don't remember this. Remember we were in the car driving to Long Island talking about um fucking whatever for five minute podcast. Uh-huh. And I had to your we had to compliment the guy. And what did I fucking say? I said I liked his tweets and not a week later that no good deed goes unpunished. You st- I'm blocked. Are you actually upset about this? No, fucking course not. Okay, because you seem mad. I'm mad that I look like a dummy now because I risked it all. Serious, I put it all on the line. (laughs) Okay, well... Um, I don't give two shits about his fucking Twitter. Okay, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, just personally, I'm not allowed to talk about this person. Uh, you, you can say all you want. Just, you know, I, for legal reasons, I kind of have to, you know, keep it. To- of course. And these views are my own. Not Asterios's. He didn't plan this. He didn't know what I'm going to say. You don't know shit. <laughs> well, I, you know what? I'm not going to argue with you. Thank you for giving me some legal distance from your commentary. He's got, I'm a sovereign citizen. I'm an Article 4 sovereign citizen. I am not being detained. I don't have to follow any of your laws, but I do get all of the privileges of an American citizen. <laughs> I do not need a driver's license to operate a motor vehicle. Black Laws Dictionary defines a crime as there have to be an injured party and, what is it, Tunkey versus Ohio stated that... Traffic infractions are not crimes. So you have no right to search my vehicle. I do not consent to a search. Wait, what are you getting that baton out for? (laughs) Man, you didn't have to smash my window. Look it up. You don't know your own laws. You're getting fired. Your supervisor's getting fired. (laughs) I will be honest. I have never watched one of these. Oh, uh, dude, you got to watch this. It really, just the thought of it upsets me. What, sovereign citizen videos? Why? Or this the concept of someone thinking they're a sovereign citizen? No, I mean, people can think whatever they want. Like, uh, it's just... Because those sovereign citizens... And for those, for people who don't know, um, I, <laughs> I don't know. There's some sort of thought virus out there where American citizens think that they are not subject to laws they do that they don't want to be subject to. They think that, I haven't researched this fully, but they believe that for some reason they get to choose to follow the Articles of Confederation instead of, you know, the Constitution. Really? That we have. Yeah, and apparently Article 4 of the Articles of Confederation state that, like, it gives a lot more power to the individual instead of the police. But unfortunately, we don't follow the Articles of Confederation anymore. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we, like, upgraded that to the Constitution. I mean, the thing that bothers me is... All right, so, like, you're a mentally ill person, if you believe this. <laughs> so, like, there are these mentally ill people, and they're driving around, and they're just thinking, I can do what I want, I'm a libertarian, blah, blah, blah. And then they are confronted with, like, the cold, hard fist of reality. And if you're one of these Article Four people... All day you're saying to yourself, oh boy, if a cop ever does anything or says anything, I'm going to say this and that and pull out my pocket constitution. And then it's like, that's not how interactions with the cops work. Like, pretty much whatever they want to happen is going to happen. Yeah. And so it just bothers me like that there are these mentally ill people. You know, it's kind of like if somebody 
if someone's like, oh boy, I'm gonna make myself a baseball bat. I'm gonna whittle my own baseball bat. I'm gonna find the right piece of wood and then plate it and sand it. I'm gonna lacquer it and smooth it. And then the moment they go to bat, the bat just cracks and shatters in their hand and they're like, I spent eight months on this bat. I just feel bad. And you know those motherfuckers are driving around all day like, yeah, I'm right. They're wrong. Oh man, I'm gonna stick it to the cop. And they think they're right up until like the window gets smashed. And they get- yes! <laughs> And the moment the window gets smashed in, it's like all of your words are meaningless. All your thoughts and opinions are meaningless. This is happening. And then, like, you're put in jail and you're screaming about, like, the Geneva Conventions. Like, somebody called the United <laughs> Nations. Like, like, uh, like I'm a sovereign citizen. And it's just like, it doesn't matter. And then you go up in front of a judge. One of the things that Sarancho loves is reading crazy people trying to sue. Which yes. is, again, this is unrelated to anything that may be currently happening at all. No, it, it, it actually is. I know this could be a joke, but the one that I'm watching right now is the dude that is um, threatening to sue Taylor Swift for $100 million federally because she... I guess I've tried so hard to understand this guy's legal theory because he's a paralegal, so he's filing all his own documents. Uh, he put he wrote an entire book about it, which I've read multiple times called Why I Sued Taylor Swift. What's this guy's name again? Russell Greer. Okay. He openly admits that he tried to sue Taylor Swift to try to get her attention. You can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. And yet, this guy does it and does it and does it again. And I remember one time Sarancha was reading me like a transcript of a judge being like, can you please stop doing this? I'm trying to help you. No, and the judge was, he tried to sue Ariana Grande recently because he went to an Ariana Grande concert. And did we, have we talked about that? I feel like we've definitely talked about this on a five minute podcast or something. Well, probably, I mean, our whole lives are podcasts now. Yeah, okay, well, I'm going to go over it again for anybody that hasn't, isn't up to date on this. So he tried to sue Ariana Grande because he bought backstage passes to her concert, right? First of all, he's uh, suing in small claims court in Utah, which <laughs> fucking lol. <laughs> <laughs> like small claims court in Utah has any power over Ariana fucking Grande. So he goes to this concert and I guess he paid for like a special package or something where you got to meet her backstage afterwards. And one of the things that were included was a photo with her. And the, of course the um, stipulations, there's a bunch of stipulations. You can't bring gifts for her, but this motherfucker does it anyway. He brings flowers and a scrapbook, which uh, I, I don't know exactly if they immediately went to the trash or if he wasn't allowed to give it to her or if she gave it to her and then she dumped them or whatever, but that was part of the rules that you were not allowed to bring gifts for her. So he gets a photo w- with her and he's... It, 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 the photo is bizarre. Look it up on Kiwi Farms or something. But he's standing there, staring at the camera, and Ariana Grande's got her f- hand on his shoulder kind of doing like a cool, like, yeah, like, what's up? kind of face right uh-huh. so he goes home he posts all about facebook like oh dreams do come true love ariana grande just gotta wait for her to respond to my invitation to write music for her which obviously she doesn't <laughs> so then his tune changes as soon as he finds out that um that she's not going to contact him 
to become a songwriter, despite the really cool gifts that he was not supposed to give her, but gave her anyway. <laughs> so then he starts saying, Ariana Grande discriminated against me. And he cites like the Americans with Disabilities Act. Like he has the right to fuck Ariana Grande. And if she says no, it's because she's discriminating against the disabled. But, um, well, I think the discrimination is... All right, so she's making, like, a cool guy face, which God knows I could never replicate in my life. Um, he's claiming that that face is mocking his disabled face, right? He No, he's claiming okay. that she... He never even... He never accuses Ariana Grande of discriminating against him. He accuses his her security and for some reason she su- he's suing ariana as the employer of the security he says that the security like asked him if he was intoxicated and we're making fun of him or something i don't know what the fuck that has to do with ariana grande but they're not suing he he actually was not suing ariana for discrimination he okay. was suing her for quote looking down on him which who know am i supposed to know what the fuck that means especially if i'm a federal judge and someone in utah went to go see this go down in court mm-hmm. and wrote like hand wrote a transcript of it and it is one of the funniest goddamn things in my entire life because this judge was he goes in there he's like First of all, the dude is late to his own court trial. And the first thing he says is, they're about to leave. They're about to go outside. My favorite lawyer on the face of the planet. I'm sorry, Nikki Rackus. This guy's name is Greg motherfucking Scordus. Shows up, who is also the lawyer for Taylor Swift, by the way. So this is the second interaction that Russell Greer has had with Greg Scordus in a court of law. And meanwhile, Greer is posting all this shit in his Facebook, like, I'm going to kick Greg Scordis' ass. There's going to be blood in the courtroom. All this stuff. So when he shows up half an hour late, they're almost ready to close the books. And this judge gives him time to explain. And he's like, first thing out of his mouth is, why are you late? And he's like, oh, I had it in my phone as 1.30. Here, do you want to see the judge? like, I don't want to look at your phone. Sit down. My favorite part of this whole thing is, and then Scordus brings in screenshots from his Facebook. Like, why are you threatening to murder me on your Facebook? And the judge is even like, you're on some shit. You can't be posting shit like this and coming into my courtroom. And then Greer's like, where did I say that? This is my fucking favorite part of this whole thing. I implore everyone listening to this to go look up that uh, word for word transcript. He says something like, uh, no, I never posted that. And the judge says, yes, you did post that. And he's like, where are the screenshots? And the judge says, for every, are you saying that you didn't post it? And Greer says, where are the screenshots if I did post? And the judge says, for every one minute that I have to spend looking for these screenshots, if I do find them, you will spend one minute in a county jail. Wow. So, of course, the judge pulls (laughs) up the screenshots. Yeah, no, and then he just can, he folds because that scares him. Okay, good. But it nutter butters. It is nutter butters. And now he's um, threatening to sue Taylor in Tennessee for $100 million for not putting disclaimers on her publicity stunts, which I guess she's supposed to, I don't even know what that's supposed to mean because he had a fucking disclaimer. They told you not to bring gifts to the Ariana Grande thing. You didn't listen. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that like a woman worth $100 million has a lawyer that's going to put a disclaimer or two on shit that'll stop an idiot from fucking with them. 
You know, it's sort of like the best and worst part of our legal system that a crazy guy's complaint <laughs> about Ariana Grande and someone's real complaint about a real problem are given equal weight and time in the courts. Yeah, sorry, battered women. Russell Greer's here to face the real, Jesus. bring to light the real problems facing America, which is not getting his dick wet with pop stars. Oh my God. Now, how do you think porgs would solve their conflicts? Like, you think they'd set up like a little courtroom with rocks or would they hug it out? I mean, you're the pork expert. I think they would peck each other dead. Oh wait, no, they don't have beaks. Shit. Well, that changes everything. <laughs> I mean, the pork you're holding in your hand, which was, again, made by a man named Christopher Porg, uh, does not have a beak. It's so cute. It has an adorably open mouth, as if it's screaming that the Millennium Falcon has just entered hyperspace. I love you, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> okay, so you are officially naming the pork die Dr. Pepper. No, just regular Dr. Pepper. Okay. I love you, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> you're so cute. Oh, my God. May I? Of course. Okay, hold. hold I'm not throwing it. No. And, and you know what? I would never ask you to. I'm going to walk over there as gingerly as a surgeon. All right. While you're walking over here, I'm going to talk more about Russell. Um, he wants disclaimers on his... I don't, I don't know. I don't care about this anymore. Talk about pork. <laughs> it's way cut that out. You can even see the pork's teeth. It's individual little teeth under its tongue. The roof of this pork's mouth has been rendered. This is so goddamn cool. So much time was spent on this. Thank you, Chris. Oh I my, love it. Oh my good. And you know what? You said this thing. This pork doesn't have pupils. I mean, isn't this what pork's eyes look like? They got they got little whites. Right. Okay. Granted, but these are still very well rendered eyes. It's um, a fantastically rendered pork. I never thought he would get that much detail in it, especially the little tongue. I'm amazed by the little tongue. We have to set up a photo shoot of this pork. Okay, so we listeners, do. I mean. We will, obviously, we will find a way to get you a pic. If you look in the show notes for this episode or the info or whatever it is, there will be a picture of this adorable pork. Um, but again, I don't like to think that porgs have conflict. I like to think that, I mean, clearly they exist in a world with no natural predators, which is why they don't know what to do when Chewbacca shows up. Right. Which is why they try to hug him and hang out with him, <laughs> even though he's murdered two of them, at least on camera. Maybe they hug it out. Maybe they all get in a cuddle puddle until no one's mad anymore? Do you think that porgs sleep standing up or laying down? I think that they probably sleep in one big ball. And they probably take turns in who's like in the middle of the ball, where it's warmest, and who's on the outside of the ball. That's what I personally think. Because porgs are also kind of light. Like, if I were a porg, Octo seems like a windy aisle. Like, uh, I, I mean, wasn't Octo like a, was it Scottish Island or wh- where did they actually shoot it? I think it was up, or I assume it's up near Iceland because that's where puffins are and they're based off of puffins. But um, I, I don't think that porgs, I want to get in, this is another whole episode topic, but I think that porgs are not actually that light. I think they're heavier because they've got very dense muscles that they use for swimming okay. as we've seen before they can do can they can fly but they can also do controlled dives into the sea mm-hmm. and penguins can't fly because they are so they got so much muscle mm-hmm. that they need to swim with so i think there'd be a physical a conflict of physics mm-hmm. going on with porgs just because i don't know if they are 
light enough to it's like the beginning of the bee movie a bee should not be able to fly with his wing to fat little body ratio you love things with fat little bodies i do the other night i don't know if have i i don't know if i've mentioned this on pork chair before but uh the other night sriracha was talking in her sleep and she went mm, look at their fat little bodies was i dreaming about porgs yes and then i asked you i went like honey are you dreaming about porgs and you go, mm, yes. <laughs> and then you just fell back asleep. I'm surprised that you are, would reference B-Movie. Uh, just, I, I don't know. I just wouldn't expect you to know that much about B-Movie. I've seen B-Movie more times than I'm comfortable admitting. I'm sorry, what? I'm, I've seen B-Movie more times than I'm comfortable admitting. Okay, uh, Zwick, hopefully you can pan down that <laughs> audio for that hilarious joke. <laughs> I actually, I went to the, pretty much like uh, one of the largest uh, movie screens in America, the Cinerama Dome in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. And on opening night at 11.59 p.m. on a Thursday, me and my friends Joan and Jeffrey saw a B-movie. Because my friend Joan was very excited about B-Movie. Much like you, she's like a living meme. And she's like, this is going to be terrible. I can't wait. The other movie that she made us see at midnight on a Thursday was the Santa Claus 3. Uh, hmm, is that the Escape Clause? I think that might be the Escape Clause. Uh, yeah, that's the one where uh, with um, Jack, Jack Frost. Frost. Yeah. Who is fantastic. Because uh, at one point, like... I think Michael Dorn, who plays uh, the Easter Bunny, who's also the actor who played Worf in Star Trek, goes like, goes like, you're being willful and malicious. And then Jack Frost goes, uh, excuse me, did you just accuse me of being skillful and delicious? I love that scene. Cringe. I went to go see uh, Bratz, the movie, the live action. Did that come out in theaters or am I thinking something else? No, Bratz came out in theaters, all right. I've yeah, no, I used to be real big into bad, terrible movies, but now I'm not. Now yeah, me I either. I don't like bad entertainment. I like things that are weird and crazy going on in real life, like Brody Cod and shit. Yeah, or a guy suing a bunch of crazy people. Or um, no, suing a bunch of oh, celebrity cr- poons. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Sriracha. Anyway, um, Here's another interesting thing about Sriracha. So I don't like the way you just said that. <laughs> the other day, okay, she loves porgs. She's holding a 3D printed porg, constantly tweeting about porgs, and has started a, the, the world's only porg-centric podcast, Pork Chatter. But the other day she goes, where do you think we could eat some puffin? And I go, I, I don't know. And I go, wait a minute, puffins are porgs. Because what they did was apparently there was silent. There was a bunch of porgs on it. There was a bunch of puffins on it. And they're like, ah, let's turn those things into porgs. And I'm like, why do you want to eat a porg? I thought you loved porgs. She didn't really have a good answer for me. So I guess I'll ask you now. Do you still want to eat puffin? I have eaten puffin already. It's something that has occurred. But to be fair, I ate puffin before the Star Wars movie came out. Okay. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Is very tender. Okay. I man, I wish I could find a place that served it in New York. I don't know if you're even legally allowed to do it. Let me tell you, if anybody's, I ate it in Iceland. Let me tell you, anybody who's going to Iceland, Icelandic food sucks. <laughs> like as a whole, it sucks. Like if you miss out on the traditional Icelandic restaurant, don't feel bad because it sucks. But the two things that I had there that were really, really good were 
puffin and whale. And I had some kind of like puffin whale sashimi thing and it was amazing. <laughs> okay, that actually sounds really good. It's real good because it's nice and like fatty because they got the other fellow bodies got plenty of fat in them. And you get a little bit with that with the muscle and oh, it's so good. I wish I could eat it again. Yeah, it sounds just like bluefin tuna. But why do you want to eat the thing you love? Nobody asks how porgs feel. They only ask how pork tastes. And I want to answer that question and get it out of the way so we could focus on how pork feels. They never say, they, they always say, okay, dumbass. They never say, are you okay, dumbass? I think that might be the end of the episode, personally speaking. How, and I, I, we got a topic. We got a topic. Oh, 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 25 minutes in, you want to introduce the topic? Yes, because it's a topic. Are you sure you don't want to save it for another episode? Actually, uh, let's switch the topic up a little bit. How could Russell Greer's life be improved with a porg? <laughs> you tell me. Personally, I think that porg should make up the juries <laughs> for every case ever. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, all right. Trial with peers, more like trial with porg. Because <laughs> trial of your porgs. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, all right, let's let's take this to its logical conclusion. Okay. On one hand, we have, uh, what is his name, Greg Scortis? Greg motherfucking Scortis. Okay, we have Greg Scortis, high-powered millionaire celebrity lawyer. On the other hand, we have Russell Greer, who is, for all in, by all accounts, uh, a man who looks physically disabled and is a vexatious litigant who lives in a fantasy world so I guess they argue, uh, blah, 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 Taylor Swift owes me this. Uh, actually, that's completely insane. Uh, nobody owes you anything. You signed this and this and this and blah, blah, blah. And also you threatened to kill me at a court of law. <laughs> you threatened to kill me. You said there'd be blood in the courtroom. And now we cut to a bunch of porgs. They all file out. And they <laughs> waddle. <laughs> they waddle their way out. But one of them probably like bumps into another one uh, like accidentally. And they all fall over. Yeah, exactly. Fall over like dominoes. That's great. And then, so they go into the deliberation room, 12 Angry Men style. And they all just screech at each other and rip up the papers and there's feathers <laughs> flying everywhere. And they're making nests out of the legal documents. Uh-huh. And then the judge is also a Borg. <laughs> and he's got one of those little powdered wigs on. So, so it's a, a barrister. Okay. Right, but the bailiff is a person. The bailiff comes on and says, has the jury reached a verdict? And the jury goes, <laughs> and then the judge goes, <laughs> and then everybody eats fish. <laughs> even Russell Greer? Well, no, he doesn't get any fish because he probably lost even in this fantasy world where the judicial system is run by poor. <laughs> By an odd alliance of humans and porks, because the, there's a human bailiff. Yeah, and also because uh, Greg Scordis studied porg law in uh, when he was a three L. Okay, a, a highly specialized subset of bird law. Correct. Understood. Wouldn't everything be better if if our civil institutions had at least a pork component? Like, imagine this: there's there's two cops on the beat. One is like a one is a tough talking veteran who smokes two packs a day and is on his third ex wife. The other, an adorable porg wearing a little police cap. Oh, he's got a little tie on. <laughs> yes, and okay. Now, 
And and then the the Porg has a badge. Obviously, it doesn't have like a pushpin badge. It probably has a badge with like a little clip, so like they clip it to the feathers. But then imagine the Porg keeps like pecking at its own badge and then like put it in its mouth, trying to eat it, realize it tastes gross, spit it out, see it on the ground, think it's food again, try to eat it. Nothing would ever get done. <laughs> I don't cute. think. I don't think it. Because here's the thing. If I'm that veteran cop and I'm and I'm just like Santiago's inside. You go, you go around back. I'm gonna take the frontal assault. Together we'll surprise him and we'll take him down. And he's, we'll take him down once and for all. And then I rush in. Santiago's got the drop on me, and I'm like, but you forgot one thing. The pork has a gun. <laughs> my, my partner, Doctor Pepper. And then he just got to. The pork outside of the balcony is screaming at the sky <laughs> because a cloud scared it. And he's got a gun in his mouth and he's holding it sideways like gangsters do when they do drive-bys. <laughs> and he's biting down on the trigger and he bites it and it just starts flying. Bullets are everywhere. <laughs> bullets start flying. Well, you know what? If bullets start flying everywhere, then Santiago and his goons panic. Yeah. And Officer Karowski, that's the name of the guy. He's five he's days like- away from retirement. He can roll to the ground, grab his backup piece from his... From his uh, ankle holster, shoot the two goons, and then go like, Santiago, this has been a long time coming. You killed my last partner, and now I'm going to kill you. And Santiago's like, you're supposed to be the good guys. You can't just kill me, execute me. I'm, I'm Montoyo Santiago. And then Krakowski's got the gun on him, and his hand is shaking, and he's like, is this the step? Is this the time when I go from from crime stopper to criminal? And then he looks over at his partner, Dr. Pepper, and Dr. Pepper has those big eyes. And he's scratching his underfluff. <laughs> scratching his underfluff. And then Krakowski puts away his gun and cuffs Santiago and does it the right way. If there were porks in our judicial system, sure. Deliberation rooms would get absolutely ruined. <laughs> You'd have to make them out of hay. (laughs) You'd have to make them out of hay or rocks or something. Also, I mean, it would be really hard to tell, to take this to its logical extension, if Santiago goes into a courtroom where there's a poor judge, I don't know if that poor judge is going to... I don't know how we're going to know how that poor judge rules. Oh, man, if the judges are porgs and the cops are also porgs, I think we're going to never solve the police brutality problem either. But... Some of the criminals should be porgs in this universe. You know what I mean? No, because the porgs are sovereign citizens. (laughs) Wait, the porgs are what? They're sovereign citizens. They're Article 4 sovereign citizens, which means they get all the protection of U.S. citizens without having to follow any of the laws. Look it up. You're getting sued. You're getting sued. Black Laws Dictionary defines a crime as there must be an injured party. Traffic violations are not inherently criminal acts. What's the other one? Yeah, I don't know. I, I I need to get out my uh, Sovereign Citizen bingo card. Do you really have a Sovereign Citizen bingo card? There's a YouTuber named like... Okay, the answer is yes then. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. What's the YouTuber's name? Uh, Donut Operator. He's a cop. <laughs> this is kind of like a little jab at himself. That's, yeah, that's funny. He does this thing called Sovereign Citizen Bingo. Or he's got a card. It's like... Uh, Taser, broken windshield, broken window, <laughs> Article 4 free inhabitant, you're getting sued, you're gonna lose your job. 
<laughs> Demands to call the chief of police. Woman screaming. <laughs> wow. Well, I'd like to think that if they were porgs on either side of the justice system, we wouldn't need that bingo card, but sounds like they definitely needed to turn into nests and to eat. Because I think they would probably eat paper bingo cards. Because birds eat anything. Yeah, birds will really eat anything. Anyway, this has been a very bizarre episode of Pork Chatter. Um, if you like this poop cast, consider subscribing to our sponsor, patreon.com slash stereos. Oh, yeah. Uh, th- thank you. You know, if, if you enjoy Pork Chatter or the science fiction or any of the shows we do here at the Asterios Coconuts Podcast Factory. Podcast Factory? Wait, that's what we're going to call it. That's really good. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash you'll get early episodes, sometimes like two weeks early, because we make so many podcasts now that it's kind of like, okay. Yeah, true. Like sometimes we'll just put them out and then we're like, oh, we forgot to put it out in this other thing. And uh, you'll also get bonus episodes you can't hear anywhere else. Um, I mean, Sriracha, I guess I'll just say thank you for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for being the guest. Thank you. You're welcome. Follow me on Twitter at delete your account spelled stupid. I don't know what my Twitter name right now is right now. I change it on a weekly basis. Isn't it like thought? Oh, Penny for your thoughts. <laughs> Spelled T-H-O-T-S. That's, yep, that's exactly right. Uh, it's no longer cancer.mov. It was trying my best dot wave for a little bit. I just see that you are trying your best. <laughs> I really am. I'm trying to make quality content for you guys, but... As we all know, I'm an Article 4 free inhabitant, which means that I don't technically have to follow any of these laws. I just choose to, to make everyone else feel safe. Okay, well, uh, well, I'm gonna... This has been Porkchair. Let's end with some ASMR of a fidget spinner that I have in my hands. Ready? We'll see you next time. You're really fucking fun. <laughs> You're so happy. Can't wait to listen to that. Okay, well, uh, you listen to the oh, I always listen to it. Like, the same thing.